Strip Down Know Nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're bold or craven, from when I fall to raisins, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Do you mean bold or cravens? No, that's an insane thing to say. Great. You're trying to rhyme, right? Yeah, you can I mean, I feel like rhyme. I'm sorry, the Bare Ladies you already never, slanted. Our heroes, the Bare Naked Ladies, never slanted? You already slanted from Craven to Raisin. Craven and Raisin. And so would it be that much for me to just put a little more English yes, on that ball? Yes, that would be too much. That's, that's, that's a the, bridge too far. That's a bridge that, yeah. Uh, he wants tape the first three sides of Sandinista for my car. It's my co-host, Evan. I said goodbye, I guess. Then he lifted up his dress. <laughs> And so I must confess, we made one more podcast. It's my co-host, Saker. You always try to link it into something real. I just say a line from the song and then say, it's Evan. I am forever bound by my love of the of reality. <laughs> I will never be free. Every time I ask you about gravity, you always give me that explanation. <laughs> I am forever bound by my love of reality. Sometimes I That's hit right. you over the head with a giant mallet, and I ask you why you just don't make accordion noises and be okay, and you give me that too. Yep, yep. I was in traction for a long time after that. <laughs> yes, you were. It was very sad. Yeah, we were um, very sad. Yeah, but you know what? It made us better friends in the end, I think. We did come closer together. I feel like having to forgive someone necessitates necessitates <laughs> that you be a be- you be better relationally yeah. with them than you were before. You become a better person. Sure. Yeah, you grow a lot from But let me let me come out not 100% in favor of forgiveness, right? Okay. I feel like a lot of western canon in our storytelling, we forgiveness is sort of something that, you know, Oh, if you if you can if you hold on to your hate, it'll rule you forever. Sure, but you don't need to forgive someone who's a piece of shit, right? You, it's allowed. You're allowed not to forgive people, no. and that's allowed to be okay. Sure, of course. And like, I think oh, there's a whole saying, right? Uh, you can forget, but don't forgive, or whatever. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Never mind. I've why never heard I, that. Why do I bring up aphorisms? I'm sure I've got the saying wrong, but uh, you know, don't, don't forgive them, but you know, just drop them. Drop them from your life. Toxic people. Don't forgive them, but you don't have to talk to them anymore. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just feel like there's sort of a valorization of forgiveness. And I mean, ideally, yeah, forgiveness is great, but it's okay not to forgive people. I would say that is true. Yeah. But I, I, and you know, I think in all the stories where forgiveness is, is, uh, you know, brought up as, as one of the most perfect things that you can do, the bad person repents by the end. I mean, we're talking about like Disney movies mm-hmm. and you know, stuff like that where, you know, nobody was ultimately bad in the end. But in real were... life, the bad person never acknowledges that they are bad. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. And wrong. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. They live, they live in this world where, I mean, I'm talking about people, yeah, I, I mean, I've known, I've known a couple people that you just cut out of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like blocking, you, like blocking someone people? on Facebook. My Facebook is so much better now that it, I don't argue with assholes. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, you used to have a friend that, that you were good friends with that you've cut out of your life. Hell because yeah. yeah. And it's hard because, I mean, people talk about the echo chamber, but mm-hmm. I mean... I don't think that's necessarily a, a truism is like, well, you're going to you're you're just going to become single minded if you make your life an echo chamber and you're not going to listen to opposing views. Like what opposing views are we talking about here? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I keep I keep people with opposing views on my feed. Right. I don't I don't I'm not going to block you just because you disagree with me. I'm going to block you because you're a piece of shit. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> like, <with that. laughs> yeah. Like the fourth time you move the goalposts on me. I'm not going to co- keep talking to you, buddy. You are a Facebook warrior. I will watch you have debates with people I do not know on Facebook. Long protracted debates where you do a lot of research and you bring up studies and they go, 
well, but you're dumb. And then you like have another like seven paragraph long response where you're like, I'm not dumb. Here's proof. My fourth grade teacher gave me an A and, but I'm just amazed that you're the level of, of patience you have. So for, for you to block people surprises me. Well, I feel like it's sort of, it's sort of a burden on me as like a cis white guy right. to like take the floor against other cis white guys because they're not going to sure. listen to like trans people. They're not going to listen to people of color. Yeah. Like I have to be like, Hey man, I get where you're coming from, right. but you're wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I can understand this and like, I don't know. I, I see people on my feed, my friends who are trans or people of color or any sort of queer mm-hmm. and like, just get getting trampled over and over again and it's not fair to them to have to educate these people and i'm like as somebody who was dumb once now i know and i feel like it sort of i'm sort of beholden to sort of spread spread this around sure yeah of course i mean you got to stay woke right you have to stay woke yes this is true yeah i think it's yeah it's it's it is just and I, I should do it more. You're right. Cause I should use my privilege in a position of power right. to I mean, say, yeah. you know, make the world a better place. But I it's, feel it's stressful and it keeps me up at night yeah. and like I get heartburn <laughs> yeah. and it's really uncomfortable. But then I think like, this is the shit that people like my friends have had to sure. go through forever. Of course. Like you're right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, and my life otherwise is really good because yeah. I'm in a position of privilege <laughs> and power. Right? If the worst thing that happens to you is you have to argue on Facebook with idiots. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And they're not all idiots. Some of them are very articulate about their evil. Do you, do you go into, is it just for people that you know, or do you jump into comment threads on like local news stories? And uh, a couple times I've done that, but really? that, that always seems like, usually it's like Congress people who right. like liberal Congress people who I like, like my local Congressman Joyce right. Beatty is a fucking baller and I love her and I like jump on her thread all the time to really? talk about, cause people like she'll post something and then people who aren't even constituents will come in and be like, fuck you, build the wall. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, here we go, buddy. All right, right, right. Like you don't get to tell my congressperson what to do right. that's my job right yeah <laughs> so. exactly not like i mean they don't really our one of our senators is great and one of our senators is garbage but yeah. like and it's hard because i mean they, they're representing the same constituency so it's so mm-hmm. hard to say that anybody actually represents a constituency when you have two people mm-hmm. with such opposing views um i don't yeah. know i i feel like uh, the most facile thing in the world. Politicians are just out for themselves, Evan. <laughs> I, I couldn't have said no. something more dumb right now. Yeah, it was really, it was really kind of eye-opening for me working in local government, where you'd meet you. I came up with like through government, my government experience with like an idea that like people in positions of power are smart, right? But that's not the, always the case. Like there are smart politicians. There are people who are out to make the world a better place. Sure. But like you have dinner with some of these people, and you're like, oh my god. I'm smarter than this person. Really? Like they don't they don't know exactly what they're doing. I I mean I shouldn't be surprised because we've had two out of the last three presidents, I feel like, <laughs> would probably fulfill that. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't know. Who who have you had dinner with? What I don't want I don't want to cast aspersions. Ooh. Like and it was a while it was a while back, so they're Throw not I don't tea. think any of them are even in office anymore. So Okay. All right. So yeah, but I just I mean, all you need is to get elected, right? Yeah. There's no there's no bar for Which qualifications. Usually you have like a, a legal background or a background yeah. in administration or something, but you don't It could easily be a cult of personality, just right. like, yeah, yeah, this You just need to say the right things. You just need to say what people are, I mean, that's how Trump got elected. He yeah. just said what his base wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. And I mean, and to his stupid credit, he is trying to deliver on it. They were just insane fucking promises. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's like a used car salesman who promises or like a military recruiter who yeah. like promises you all this shit and then like 
tries to carry through like oh yeah you don't worry you, you only have to run like two miles a day and he's like i need to re- restructure basic training so that they only need to run two miles a day and then the drill sergeant's like that will ruin basic training and he's like well that's how that's what i promised them like uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah i mean that's the only thing that i like about him is that it, he's trying, but all the <laughs> shit is garbage that he's trying to do. Like he shouldn't have promised that in the first place. Anyway, this we're not here to talk about Trump. We're here to talk about cars. Are we here to talk about uh, Gary Newman? If if President Trump was a car, what car would he be? Oh man, great question. Here's how much I know about cars. <laughs> He'd be a. So let's see. We need a car that. Tries hard but does all the wrong things. So, so like a, a car Pinto? that gets a lot of get a, like a Fiesta, a Fiesta, a Nova. Well, he'd be like a car that looks really good but doesn't perform on the road. Now, listen, I know what you mean by looks really good, but if we are talking about physical no, 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 we need a car that looks like <laughs> shit. I mean, let's be honest. I don't want to shame people based on their appearance, but holy god. Well, he's very old. Like. Again, I'm not. I'm not shaming him because he's a very. He looks very old, and he wears dumb suits, sure. like suits that aren't cut for him. Well, there's so also it would be a, it'd be a car that is super expensive, but like a DeLorean, yes. right? Like something that like is super expensive for no reason and doesn't have a lot of performance and just has like bells and whistles that are just nobody really wants. And I like DeLorean too, because it's, I think a lot of people like it based on nostalgia, right? So people, Oh, I home alone Two, the apprentice. He's got, he's got brand brand recognition. Okay. So let me, let me bring this all around. (laughs) Okay. What cars would the BNL boys be? <laughs> okay. You predicted this week's email. The question from... No, oh, I'm I did. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the question the, from C's Richard. <laughs> pharaohs are real. Honest to God, that is... I mean, we ask for such stupid questions because we ask for general questions. And at uh-huh. the very beginning of this podcast, people emailed us like, hey, what do you think this one line in one week is about? And I'm like, it's not quite... People don't quite understand quite what the podcast is yet because <laughs> we don't have it. But now people have to ask such general questions that they're dumb as hell hell like if the bnl boys wore glasses would they wear them like this or like this i would like to uh come out in favor of our listeners Uh, they ask very fun questions that everyone loves to hear as saker takes another big dump like he he just he hasn't taken enough dumps on bnl so he's now he's got a dump on our listeners our listeners are wonderful people what i'm saying is we're the idiots for having an email segment where people have to ask like general they're saints they're f- digging to the bottom of the earth to find us these questions that are like i don't know if you i love your podcast so much that i will rack my brain to ask the dumbest question i could think of now listen okay i love the questions but don't pretend like you care what amusement park ride the piano boys I mean, are. I would have loved to go to, like, the Gumball Museum. Andy, <laughs> Andy Cregan's Gumball Andy Museum. Cregan's famous Gumball Museum. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, Cregan balls. So what What car would each of them be? Yeah, this and I'm not talking so... about, I'm not talking about, like, make and model. I'm just saying, like, Tyler would be a pickup truck. Sure. Like, we can just, we, we Ed can, would be a classic convertible. Like, one of those Americana, you know what I mean? Blue. Oh, yeah. Okay. Firebird. I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> pink Cadillac. <laughs> pink Cadillac. Yes. Oh, yeah. He'd be a pink Cadillac. I like that, right? Okay. Stevie B would be a... <laughs> Steve Beige. Steve Beige. <laughs> um, would be a... Micro machine. <laughs> nope. Steve would be the t- like a an old sort of beat up car that like teenagers drive. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't want to segue into this. We should have done him last week at segue into the song. But since you're doing it, like the kind of car that you would like drive to make out point. Oh yeah. Like it's got miles on it. Yeah yeah. It's got miles. <laughs> sure does. But like it still holds up well right. and like it purrs like a kitten. Okay. All right. 
So like, there's a, okay. there's a lot under the hood. You yeah. Know, you don't want to you don't want to open. They take it to the mechanics and they're like, okay, let me take a look at <laughs> under the hood. And they're like, no, 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 don't look under there. <laughs> uh, uh, Kev is a. Uh, a, a copper Ford Windstar. <laughs> He's got a huge, a great safety rating. His crash <laughs> testing is wonderful. He's safe as hell. But he'll get you from place to place. That's what he does best. Oh, I feel like Ked's like Ke- Kevin's like a hybrid car. Okay, like a he's some sort of Prius. Yeah, uh, like a like a Prius or even like a like a Nissan Leaf. He's like a um, he's he's sort of a newer model. Okay, because he's he's newer in the band. Sure, but in theory. In, compared to everyone else uh-huh. but like i feel like he gets a lot of miles and he doesn't he doesn't require a lot of oversight okay <laughs> like right, he doesn't require true. he doesn't need a lot of maintenance even if that battery dies you can still run on gas power for the that's rest right. of that car's that's life. right he's got a lot he's got a lot in him a lot he of fight a lot in him going on yes um uh let's see Did, was tyler a pickup truck yeah fair uh, yeah that that's tyler's, fair. tyler's a pickup, pickup truck because he, car- the- he carries the band yes and the bed <laughs> is filled with fries and sour and jim i feel like jim is like one of those like cars from like a black and white uh, old like 1920s grainy film okay. where like the guy, it's like one of those cars that's more like a bobsled. Okay. And it's just got the, it's like some French driver with like a mustache and he's got those like driving goggles on <laughs> and like that leather cap and a scarf that's like going behind him. Does and he have just, to like, crank his car? Is he a... Uh... No, not that. He's because he's a, he's a performance vehicle. Oh, okay. Like got he's it. very good, but like in very specific situations. Sure. But see, he does he it hugs all. the road. You know what? I think Jim is a mega bus. <laughs> I think he gets you from one point to another. That baseline just keeps on running, uh, and he can do it all, man. He can. But you don't want to. You don't want to like take him to an auto show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he could do it, but you don't want him to. Or he's like I one of those cars wait. that can drive in the water. And... Yeah, he's a, he's a duck boat <laughs> in like uh, Boston or whatever. Yeah, that's exactly okay. So he is a duck boat mega bus French but like, black and but white. But like somebody will come on a duck boat occasionally and be like oh this is a fucking garbage car and then like the person driving the boat was like oh no actually it's a really great car like you i take this on the road all the time they're amazing sure, cars so sure, he's sure. like a, he has a small yet vocal like defender <laughs> like, base, like yeah. i well i don't drive anything but duck boats <laughs> i can't believe how salty i still am about spider in my room i think and it was in the, in the drink. drink yeah yeah that's a. Uh, that's very cruel of you i'm sorry I'm, I'm petty maybe uh yeah. you can call me a heartbreaker because i'm petty Mm. Is that good? Yeah. Our favorite werewolf hunters. <laughs> or oh, werewolves? They were werewolves. Okay. Yeah. Yes, were, yeah, Tom Petty's a werewolf. Yes, uh, that's right. Werewolf band. Um, the Heartbreakers are all probably werewolves too. Okay. Because they are werewolves who hunt vampires. Segwaying again. What characters from Cars would each... <laughs> this week our song is In the Car. And if you've never heard it before, here's a quick smamble. in the car i liked this song Ooh. you did not oh boy are we gonna go straight off the bat am yeah. i gonna have to convince you this whole song how much you liked it like of all the topics of songs mm-hmm. wanting but not being able to fuck your high school girlfriend yeah. is not one that i am enamored with i don't especially en- when you get very specific about your interactions the specificity in this song is gross but again <laughs> i loved it i always argue for more specificity in these songs right. steve delivered a monkey's paw <laughs> you want specificity my penis is covered in warts but like, like- but like, okay, so I read through the, I, okay, I'm going to be honest. I right. owned stunt back in the day. I listened to stunt a lot. Right. When 
I read the like the title of this car. Didn't I mean in the car? I'm like, oh, I don't really remember this song. I did, but like, I was probably just as surprised as you were by the lyrics. I was like, did I pay attention to this song when I was 12, 13, and got, like, this is crazy that I was listening to this as a kid because it's like real graphic like we said like you know my my tongue inside her yeah. <laughs> yikes Yikes! this is an r rating for this although we spoke of penetration <laughs> have to wait for somebody else to try it now, out here's the deal is that you say like wanting and not being able to i don't think that either of them really want to right like i think they are very satisfied with where the relationship is with this mutual masturbation that they have um because i I mean at at any point does he say like oh man it sucks that i was uh, that i was unable to i don't i don't think so i think they're both satisfied with just this like this this weird high school relationship where they i don't know what what maybe but i brought up the the idea that you thought that he uh wanted more well, because he's like thinking back, I think, and he's like, oh, well, somebody else got the chance to have sex f- with her for the first time. Now, and uh, I dreamed I slept with her mom or maybe I was wrong. Maybe I did dream I slept with her. I, I need to talk about that lyric. But okay. I don't think I don't think he says, you know, I don't think he's pissed that somebody else got to have sex with her. He's And we though we spoke of penetration. I'd have to wait for someone else to try it out. Penetration, though we spoke of penetration, I'd have to wait for someone else to try it out. So he had to wait. He's not he like she's so removed from the situation. He is looking back. I agree. But I don't really care. Like <laughs> okay. a, like it doesn't. I don't know why. I I just don't care okay. about his about uh, about his like that's fine awkward high school relationship. Like I feel like lots of things you could write about in awkward high school relationships, like emotional and things. But I, this song doesn't speak to me on any level. Like the lyrics lyrically, right? And I because I read through the lyrics and I'm like, fuck this song. I fucking hate it. And then wow. then cued it up, turned it on, and then boom, 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 boom. Oh, oh those that first... fucking beautiful. Yes. Oh, my God. Beautiful surf rock bass line. Yes. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. Stephen Page. <laughs> <laughs> like, these are, this is too, again, this is, this is sort of like a, um, shoe, a shoebox, not shoebox, a, a box set for me. Okay. Where it's two styles that don't really belong together that are crammed together. What, when you read the lyrics, what style were you imagining this song to be in? Like another prom song? Like a, uh... No, I was thinking more like a sort of unplugged guitar, Stephen Page, sort of belting it out. Okay. I was thinking more, not even a rock song. There'd be no rock guitar, just sort of like a stand-up bass and right. drums and very, very sparse instrumentalization as he sort of just sort of whines about his past, his okay. awkward, his awkward past. And right. I, you know, I, and I think it's a testament to his showmanship that he sells this fucking thing to he me. Does. I, cause I musically love it. Yeah. Lyrically hate it. So okay. I'm like sort of in this like middle ground. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I see that. I uh, man. But the thing is, even I'm sorry, I interrupt you one more time. Even like it's surf rock, but it's instrumental surf rock. There are two different types of surf rock. There's like the Beach Boys style, where right. everybody's harmonizing oh, and sure. like good vibrations, that sort of stuff. And then there's like the Deltone style, where it's like a shadowy man on a shadowy planet, like oh, the yeah. kids in the hall, like boom, yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Throw that in.
okay, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, that's... Yeah. I, I, I wonder, and those don't usually have lyrics. Right, yes. Um, and I wonder how much of this is Ed's doing because, you know, it's definitely surf rock, but it also feels very country, like those big, wide, thick metal strings, like you yeah. can hear that. Um, but man, it doubles down, not just that guitar, but it has like the hand claps uh-huh. on the drums and like, oh, I love it. And then the hand claps come back at the end as they're like giving a sweet goodbye to the song. They're like clapping for and it. And there's like a and... huge tonal shift musically, like kind of at the wouldn't want to seem like other guys, like the bridge feels like a to- from it's from a totally different song musically like when when steven gets really into the lyrics and right. starts singing like it doesn't sound like a surf rock song anymore right. And then right. it turns back into a surf rock song at the end. So I just want to chop out the fucking middle. <sighs> Give me a fucking... Like, BNL, you can experiment. You experiment in the past. You're great experimenters. Give me a fucking instrumental surf rock song. Sure. Or like track six or seven. Sure. Who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> okay. Like, well, I mean, you, Peter Burr and the Coathas. You're giving me fucking In the Drink. You're giving me fucking uh, Spider My Room. Hey, there's some, you can't give me an instrumental... Like, you're doing a good job with this. There's some weird songs on this album, right? And I think this one is pretty much plays it safe. I mean, it's it's very it's cool. It's great. It's wonderful. And I don't mean plays it safe in terms of like this is a usual genre for them. But I think that they, uh, you know, we're, we are mixing two different metaphors here, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing this surf rock with this like very one of the reasons I like this song is because the the, the lyrics were dense. Like this feels like a Brian Wilson song to me where it's not poppy. You would never hear this song on the radio because right. there's so much like we're doing pop culture references. We have the Sandinista part. We have like specifics like the freezer burnt ice cream. And like, I loved that. Right. But I feel like when we mix these two, it, it still comes out safe for them. Like it doesn't feel risky at any point, but I but it is. It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. It's just the 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 casual ease which with with which they can do anything, right? Like right. they're gods. It speaks to them. It speaks <laughs> like I that's a, that's why I know it said speaks to them as a band that yeah. they can they could pull this off and make me kind of like this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I really I, I loved this. I, I, I love this song. I, I I really think it's interesting how he tells this story. So so what didn't you like about it? You just didn't like how graphic it was? I didn't like that. I didn't care about... I mean, there are a lot better songs about teenage relationships and a lot better songs about cars. Like, so... Yeah. And I mean, Blue I, is a much better song about a car. It's not about a car. It's about an in-ground pool. Shit. What was the one about the car? <laughs> I forgot. These <laughs> well, are... there's, he mentions a pool car in the song. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. Got it. But uh, it's a... I get that it's sort of a relatable scene. Like, we've all been teens with shitty beat-up cars you know, and not had a place of your own, someplace that isn't like overseen by your parents or a public space that mm-hmm. can go to the mall. And I, I don't know how modern teens relate to that as much, but I remember, you know, having a shitty car and driving around with my girlfriend at the times, whatever my girlfriend at the time, and trying to find a place where nobody could see us so sure. we could make out. Sure, and, sure, sure. And I had a great fucking car for it too. I had a Ford Taurus station wagon. Wow. Put those back seats down. It Hell becomes yeah. a <laughs> I did. I wrote in my notes. I really hope we don't talk about our early sexual experiences on this episode, but I knew we would. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. So you just so so you didn't like 
th- th- you didn't think it was relatable. Okay, this isn't a song. It about- is. I said it is relatable. I just didn't want to be reminded of it. This isn't a song about cars, right? I mean, let's let's go there first. Just mm-hmm. because the title is in the car, it's a song about relationships, and I think it's an interesting. Because are there any other? There's a lot of songs about young love, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's any other song about young love. A lot of them are pining. A lot of them are nostalgic. Mm-hmm. This one is like plaintive, just like, man, we never fucked. And that's okay. Like, what other song about young love is like that? It's so bizarre See, to I, me. I had a different take on that. Like, my take was we didn't fuck and I kind of wanted to. So I'm still thinking, I'm still thinking about this. Like, I think he he's specifically like, you know. I don't he, think he's that specific about it. I, I, I. And like, seriously, wanting your ex-girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend to hear this song on the radio and turn to her husband and go, hey, I think he's talking about giving me kind of lingus. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. E-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-
I, I guess if you slept with a girl's mom, you wouldn't tell her. Like, that's a weird thing. Or if you, sorry, if you dreamt about sleeping with a girl's mom, you mm-hmm. wouldn't be like, hey, I, I dreamt I slept, I slept with your mom, mom the other night. So, like, that I guess it depends on the secret. relationship you have. But, man, that, unless I've got this wrong, really threw me for a fucking loop. I could not figure it out. I don't know. What? I didn't even try to figure it out. Like, so you're you're way ahead of me. <laughs> okay, uh, but I I did like I like the fourth wall breaking of the song. Mm-hmm. Like that they they are a character in the song and a character outside of the song. There's a um, I, I called it a call forward, but really I guess it's a call back on a future album. But uh, testing one two three, which is a song from Everything to Everyone. There's mm-hmm. a line that's uh, and in her glove compartment are my songs. She hasn't even heard them since she found out what the words meant. She decided she preferred them all wrong. And in her glove compartment are my songs. She hasn't even heard them since she found out what the words meant. She decided she preferred them all wrong. So, like, a girlfriend, an ex girlfriend who's like, oh, what are these songs about? Oh. This song's about me. I hate this song now. But I love that this is a common trope for Stephen <laughs> Page is writing about ex-girlfriends. Because we've this is their fourth album, right? Right. So on albums one through three, he's written about girls. And I'll bet you they've called him like, hey, you motherfucker. <laughs> stop writing songs about me. <laughs> right? Yeah, Stephen Page does seem like the kind of person who does not leave a relationship well. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he seems like a scorched earth relationship. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> Right. I'm not I don't know. I know nothing about Stephen Page except what he puts on the page. Exactly. What he puts on the page. Oh, man. Has he written an autobiography? Uh, there was like a didn't he do it was like pages, I think was someone, a CD oh, that page he put one. Page yeah, one. Yeah, 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 that he put out. Yeah, something like that. Right. OK, thanks, Stephen. You went and wasted it there instead of on the page. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think we know more about Stephen Page than mm-hmm. uh, than we think we do. I mean, but I think that yeah. I, I do. Well, he's think- very he's he's. He's a confessional uh, singer, right? Yes. Like a like a Gwen Stefani. Like he just she's she's like the queen of confessional singers. Really? Like she writes about stuff that she knows. Her relationships, like all of Tragic Kingdom, was sort of her her relationship with the was he is he the bassist? Uh, yeah, or the, uh, Gavin something or other. No, that's that's the next album. Oh, uh, see, I don't know enough about. Yeah, no yeah. Doubt. So okay. she she puts it she puts it all on the page, and that's one of the reasons I like her so much. Right. And. I don't know if I like Stephen Page, and I think it might be because he's a man. Like I feel less, I feel less comfortable with what he's saying to me. Interesting. And that's 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 a commentary on me, not yeah. necessarily oh, yeah. on Stephen Page. Yeah, for sure. So, but I mean, God, Surf Rock, I yeah. just can't get over that. Like, <laughs> you want to go back to the instrumental parts? Yeah, it's like Surf Rock is just such a, it's such a close, a kissing cousin to my dear departed ska. Yeah. That, like I can't, <laughs> I can't not feel a fond nostalgia for it. Yes. Um, and to see it used like this <laughs> yeah, seems kind of tawdry. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I wrote a lot about, I'm looking through my notes. I wrote a lot about the lyrics and I wrote very little other than I loved the instrumentation. I like the harmonies, There's, but mm-hmm. that's hardly worth saying anymore. Like mm-hmm. if it's a Brandy Lady song, great. Mm-hmm. But especially considering last week, which was Call and Answer, mm-hmm. where we just had Steve singing mm-hmm. with Steve, it's nice to get back to the Double harmonies. Double Steve. Yes. Tri- triple Steve. <laughs> yes, yes. Sign these in page. joint. Um, oh man, actually, sorry. There's one instrument that stole the fucking show for me in this song. Go on. The melodica. Oh, it's so good. And it only comes in in like the back half of the song and it's so muted. It's Uh like in the back, but it steals the show. It sounds so good.
Um, but like, I wanted it to be more forward. Like the guitar solo is great. Mm-hmm. Give me that melodica solo, baby. <laughs> I want to hear more goofball instruments. I know it's surf rock, but give it to me. I, I love mean, you it. can you can put goofball instruments into surf rock. It's instrumental, right? Yeah, you can get, you can get a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, that's a. It's, it's about, all about experimentation musically because you don't have to worry about lyrics. And that's what confused me on this is there were lyrics because <laughs> it's instrumental rock. But I mean, they might have come at it from like a meta perspective because, you know, you know they, they, they've got sort of all these touches with the Beach Boys. Right. And the Beach Boys were surf rock, but, but vocal surf rock. So right. they might have been like, hey, let's do vocal surf rock right. with instrumental surf rock sure. as, a back, as backing. And I feel like the song shifts from instrumental to vocal and then back to instrumental, which is... It was sort of jarring for me. Are you calling the solos instrumental surf rock? No, I'm calling the like the intro and the outro, like, okay. where it's specifically like surf rock. Okay. Where you, I mean, you see people on the beach like like wiggling sure. to this song. But I feel like okay, so BNL gods, as we've said previously, yes. they're ahead of the times. Like, hey, guess what? Nowadays mashups, you're gonna hear a surf rock song with a gospel song, with a pop song, with a you know what I mean? Right. Like, and they were just like, well, I mean, let's you- do it. This Let's... isn't a mashup. This is this is a genre blending, which is which is people have been doing forever, right? Future Stevie P got a note, or sorry, present Stevie P got a note from Future Stevie P that said mashups, and that's all, <laughs> and they had to figure it out, and this is what they came to, right? Sure enough. Sure enough. Um, I think the structure of this song is weird because we have verse, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that they. And I'm not sure if it's a commentary on the actual song itself, but after that first verse, you want them to plunge into in the car, but they hold on. Here in my car, I feel safest of all. <laughs> Did you think about that song a lot when you were? There are just a lot of really good songs about cars that okay. I really like. And yeah. this isn't one of them. Okay, fair enough. So, but I but I thought it was almost a uh, uh, sort of a life imitates art where you know let's hold off like that mm-hmm. they they held that chorus back they withdrew it from us like right? Stephen Page wanting to sleep with that girl exactly. but not being able to. I don't think it's. I think that. But you're right. It is confusing because they're old enough to drive, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, mm-hmm. right? But but young enough that they prop they still live with their parents. Actually, I don't know that that's true. Well, I slept with her mom. I, I don't know. I think we, this is high school, right? Yeah, I feel this is high school. Okay. So, um, 16, 17, 18, where... Yeah, because I feel like if you're if you're living on your own, they wouldn't be fucking around in their car. Like, it's way more... Sure. When you get a place of your own, yes. it's way more comfortable right, to fuck right. around in the place that you own. Exactly. Right? Um. So, but uh, where was I going with this? Oh, right. So, um, where's... If they're 16 years old, hormones, all-time high, right. willpower, all-time low. Right. Right? So... Why don't they go further? It's because they don't want to. I, I do not think you are correct in thinking that Stevie Ooh. P wants more. Well, I don't think... I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a mutual decision. Stephen P, Stevie P might want more, but the girl might not. And he might be respectful of her wishes. And with all the specifics in this song, if that were the case, I feel like he would have mentioned it. But he doesn't. He doesn't say, like, you were a cold, frigid bitch. <laughs> like, I don't think he would say that anyway. <laughs> That's a really bad way to put it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no... I mean, he's he is not respectful towards women in a lot of these songs. But what I'm saying is there's no... I think it was a mutual decision. They mutually masturbated. Why can't there be a mutual decision? You know, I'm sure one of them said, hey, you want to well, do it? Well, I mean, there was a long period of my life where I was 
getting frisky with the ladies mm-hmm. without <laughs> without sex, right? Sure. And it didn't mean I didn't want to have sex. It just meant that they were saying no. And sure. I was fine with that. Sure. I mean, I wasn't fine with that, but you know, sure. <laughs> you have <laughs> to respect a woman's right to cheat, <laughs> yes, right? You know, like, absolutely. Like, oh, I prefer to have sex, but okay. Like, <laughs> absolutely. You know? Um, yeah. Okay. Because I was, as you said, a teenager with, okay. with hormones at an all-time high, willpower at an all-time low. Sure. Right? I just, I, I think we have different interpretations of this song, and I, I think they're mutually exclusive, but I don't know where we go from there. I mean, I just don't, I don't, like I don't know. Like people arguing on the internet, we'll just have to agree to disagree. Okay, here's a piece of proof. Uh-huh. One of the best spoken lines in the whole song. Wouldn't want to seem like other guys hitting a Jesus. different note with every syllable. <laughs> I just but have like, three question marks after that line. <laughs> yeah. But he wouldn't want to seem like other guys, right? Like she I think she almost but, invited him back for okay. like, hey, do you want You're missing you're missing the first part of that sentence, which oh, is because there's a there's a but in she there. Thought it's I'd a conjunction. Back, yeah. But I didn't want to seem like other guys. She thought I'd come back. I almost think that she wants to have sex there. She thought after she lifted up her dress, buh, we made out. And then I was out of there. And she was like, well, I think he's going to come back. But he doesn't I don't think be- he was. I just don't think he was into her. That's crazy. <laughs> he puts his tongue inside her. Hey, I mean, but we've all had relationships where it was, phys- it was primarily physical. And you like after that sort of after the hormones wore off or you're like, OK, we've done our we've done our shit. And uh, like you're, like you're two or three months in. You're like, you know what? We're not really compatible. We don't yeah. really like each other that much. Okay. Like that's... it was just because you are you and not, you're a girl and I'm a boy or you're a boy and I'm a boy or, you know. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fair. But I, I think my reaches are easy and your reaches are difficult here. I, I think it's in, I think Occam's razor tells us that they just, mm. I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of, let's talk about the first verse of this song. Okay. Is it romantic? She feeds him strawberries and feeds him burnt ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's romantic. She fed me strawberry and feeds him burnt ice cream. I said goodbye. Oh, yeah, strawberries and cream. <laughs> she lifts up her dress as he's leaving, and they make out. Like, it's so yeah. weird. Well, she, she, okay, so that, that actually brings me more around to your side, because she's trying to romance him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely she yeah. is. So yeah. he's... I, my... my, my yeah, I mean, you kind of brought me around. I mean, my read is that he's not really into it, but she is. Okay, yeah, oh, so, that's possible too. So, but but they spoke of penetration and they never did it. Who knows why, mm-hmm. right? But in any case, I I I think I do like freezer burnt ice again. The fucking specifics mm-hmm. in this song because I think freezer burnt ice cream is a great way to say like things we didn't know what we were doing. Like kids uh-huh. didn't know what they were doing. Like they, I don't know. I love that freezer burnt ice cream. It's not perfect. It's, it is what it's, we it's have gross. on hand. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of, a, yeah. I mean, I've never really gotten into the food, like eating as part of, neither like, have I. I mean, and it's weird. Cause I love food so much. Me too. So, but like for me, they're separate, they're separate experiences. Yes. Like in, in high school, there was some experimentation and I realized, yeah, not really for me. Like no. a, a food gasm is different than an orgasm. Where put, well, that's where you like put something in your mouth. And you're like, oh yes, <laughs> this sure. is perfect. <laughs> like that first bite of sushi where you're like, oh mm, yes, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I thought, okay, with how um, immature their relationship mm-hmm. is, I thought it was weird that he then talks about a book and record love. A book and record love. 
Because in that verse of the song, they're across the room from one another reading books and every so often giving each other the eye. That is not a high school relationship. Like, were any of your relationships in high school like that? Where you read books in the same room with your... Yeah. Yeah. Really? I was a reader. And... Well, so was I. But when you were with your girlfriend, you made out. That's all you did. <laughs> uh, I did not have a great relationship. Well, I mean, there's, a, there's that period before you're making out where you're just awkward. Like, you know, and you kind of, you kind of date people in your clique, right? In high school. Yeah. That's sort of how it was. Like, you'd get a group of friends. Some of them would be girls. Some of them would be boys. And yes. then people would start pairing off. It becomes incestuous where yeah. it's just yeah. yeah within the group. And, that's, sure. and then the group falls apart and then new groups form. And sure, that's, sure. I mean, that's been my experience. I yeah, don't know yeah. how that, how well that generalizes, but I feel like they're, he's Stephen Page is a band geek. Okay. And obviously a reader. And so this, this girl was also the same sort of thing. So they, you, you bond over shared sort of interests, right? Sure. I get that, but I just I, because I don't that, know. that's what because in high school you don't really have time to just fucking socialize with yeah. with people outside. Like you, you're you're so regimented and whatnot. Right. So you sort of you're sort of forced to choose from people who you're in prox you're, you're proximal to. Yes, I agree. Well, it's and it's just it it struck me as strange that the rest of the whole song is about physicality, and mm. this this showed a completely different <laughs> side of this relationship where they just let's just sit together and read and listen to records tonight, dear. Like, oh, weird. Like, I mean, that's fine. I mean, it's great, but it's just a weird drop in to this, right? No, I think it's I think it makes perfect sense to me in the context of a high school relationship. Right? Fair enough. Like they're too scared to try anything at first. Yeah. Like, you know that. That's the opening, the opening stage of any relationship is where you are hyper aware of the other person. Yes. Just hyper aware. Yes. And, yeah. and I feel like that's what he's speaking to here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, that's interesting. I like that. All Do right. you? I'm on your side now. Okay. Well, I, I'm not. You convinced me on that line. I, I convinced, convinced you, you yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. As usual, as, as we came from places of good faith and we met in the middle. It's true. That's how a good relationship works, <laughs> eh, boy? Um. And I, I I liked the Clash reference. I thought that Sandinista reference because the, the Sandinista is their exper their experimental record. Oh, is right? it? It's like it's like a six part record where they do like jazz and gospel and like rockabilly okay. and funk and like rap and reggae. Like it's all over the place. Yeah. So I feel like that was sort of. I mean, it's probably happened in his past, but right. also it was sort. Of, it could be seen as sort of a nod to their gen genre blending here. Sure. Well, I, and I, I don't know as much about Sandinista as you. I, I researched it enough to know that it was a Clash album, but I also researched it enough to know that it kind of parallels, for me, the Freezer Burned Ice Cream line, mm -hmm. because she only tapes for him the first three sides. There's <laughs> six sides to Sandinista, right? Right. So, like, it's just not quite perfect. It's not all there. And maybe... They only went halfway. Whoa. What uh, a parallel uh, to the whole uh, relationship uh, in general, right? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's all that would fit on a cassette. There goes, there goes my mind. <laughs> okay, yeah. Where is my mind? Yeah, I don't know. I like that line too. It's, again, we have these fucking... Steve is listening to us. <laughs> he is not listening. I would be flabbergasted if I, any bnl listened to I, us yes um but i just found it i found it great because we were just talking about how we need to be more specific on on past episodes and, mm -hmm. and here we are um we were waiting for our lives to start their endings that's a great lot it's yes. very dark mm -hmm. um but i liked it we were waiting to become adults right right our, our lives are still beginning right now we want them to begin ending <laughs> like <laughs> horrifying let's get this over with <laughs> yeah basically we were waiting Like, I wrote on here, I feel like we're writing with 
the lyrical sensibilities of Gordon with the songwriting sensibilities of Stunt. Like we, mm-hmm. on this album, it's kind of rare because mm-hmm. I feel like we're getting a lot of more mature themes for the songs. But here we're talking, we're in Gordon territory, like me right. and my high school girlfriend fucking around. Mm-hmm. But we're, like, I love like the surf rock, the mixing of genres, the oh, blending. Yeah. Like, it's just a cool song. No, they've hit it. They hit. They hit it out of the park with this album. Yes. And I think this is. This for me is a stutter step, but it's not a song that I, I it's, I'm never going to listen to this song again unless really? it like pops up on the radio or something like that, wow. or I'm listening all the way through stunt. Like okay. I, I'm not going to seek this song out on my own, but again, this song, the lyrics, I didn't like the music brought me, brought me all the way back around. Okay. And you've brought me, you've brought me a couple steps forward on the lyrics. Okay. So I'm not going to turn up my nose at this song. Okay. Interesting. Uh, did you have anything else to discuss in terms of the lyrics or, uh, songwriting or back to the future? Four. Oh my god is this the apocalypse read <laughs> what is this it would have been easy to reach for a mad max read of this <laughs> so i went for marty mcfly very good back How to the so? future doc appears he's an ai now okay he's coming from the future marty <laughs> you gotta come with me what do we gotta save doc we've got to save you you destroy you destroy all of reality <laughs> so doc just takes him to an abandoned uh, post-apocalyptic wasteland and leaves him there because here's the thing marty's kids his uh, Martina and I forget who they I were. They were in Back to the names. Future too, but yeah. like Michael J. Fox plays both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Michael J. Fox needs to goes to the future and he shows him this like post-apocalyptic wasteland. I know that that uh, Doc's kids are named Jules and Vern. Yes, I know very that. Cute. Very cute. It's weird because I've seen Back to the Future one a thousand times. Right. I've seen Back to the Future three maybe a dozen times, and I've seen Back to the Future two once. What? You've I have seen no idea. Three more than two. Yeah, it's have... a garbage movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So I've only seen two once, I think. I, ver- I vaguely remember it. Okay. I remember like, it's like a fever dream. I remember a couple scenes from it. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so Marty sees, he's like, oh my God, doc, what did I do? He's like, Not you, your kids, Marty. <laughs> so then he has to go back to be Marty McFly in the past, but not have sex with his wife. <laughs> okay. He has to eliminate his progeny. That's right. fucked up. Can't he just masturbate once to rid himself of the evil sperm that created those children you and got, then have sex? Got, they try that. <laughs> okay. And what happens? World, is, has world is doomed. Okay. It's, it's sort of like it's evil. sort of like a reverse It's a Wonderful Life where he goes back <laughs> and he shows him all the ways he's ruined everything. Back to the Future 4, it's a terrible life. Yeah, and I mean like Michael J. Fox being such a fine specimen of manhood mm-hmm. in the 80s mm-hmm. like he's the it guy to yeah. like prevent him from procreating oh, boy. so it's basically taking that scene it's like a bnl video okay you take one aspect of a movie that really worked okay. and the scene they focused on was him not being able to sleep with his mom <laughs> okay and they're like let's make an entire <laughs> fucking movie about this and let's predicate it on the world ending uh-huh okay i like that i like that a and lot. i want doc to be an ai i uh-huh. want him to have like <laughs> shitty i want him to be like a shitty 80s graphics head uh-huh. like i want this to be made in uh, not 80s but like nine, like 93 uh-huh. so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's like barely better than max headroom but i want him to be a hundred percent computer graphics sure okay all right sure does christopher lloyd still voice him oh hell yeah okay cool, cool i mean cool. what's he got going on in, uh in, not a thing he'd come back for a, he'd come back for another uh he's like 88 yeah. miles per he, hour right now <laughs> he's getting close <laughs> but he's he's still a great actor i saw him in a what was he in I'm I'm not a serial killer. Ooh, is that I, recent? It's yeah, it's the uh, last couple of years. He's still acting. Yeah, he's like a creepy serial killing monster in that movie. Well, that defies very, the title. He's very scary. Well, it's, <laughs> the, the protagonist is not a serial killer. I see, okay. Um, wow. Okay, I had thought he had retired a long time ago. No, for he's some still reason. going. 
Wow. But yeah, he's a he's great. Like Uncle Fester. Mm, Adam's wow, family. Uncle Fester's wonderful. I just heard somebody pitch the other day. Star Trek four? He plays a Klingon captain. I think it's the search for Spock. Oh, isn't yeah. that that's four? Yeah, he's a he's the bat he's the villain. Oh goodness me! Um, yeah, he's in a lot of surprising stuff where he'll pop mm-hmm. up. Isn't he in um, Buckaroo Banzai as well? No, maybe no, not. No, that's a uh, not. That's John Lithgow. John Lithgow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he does right. an insane Italian alien. Oh act. my god! He sells it. Yes, that movie's unbelievably good. Um, yes, it is, Dylan. Okay, uh, I love that post-apocalypse interpretation. That's very, very good. Yeah. Um, I didn't, yeah. didn't want to go for Mad Max because this song really isn't about cars. How could it be about... Oh, cars. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So very Mad Max 4. Mm-hmm. Mad Max. Okay. Or all Mad Maxes are about cars. Yeah, but not to the extent that... Right. 4 is about cars. 3 is about the Thunderdome. 3 is all about Teeny Turner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't do many cars in the uh, in 3, but no. not 1. 1 and 2 are def... Like yeah. Road Warrior and 2? Yeah, Road def- Warrior. You're defo right. cars. Yeah, for sure. For defo sure. car boys. For sure. Defo car boys. <laughs> okay, now's the time in the show where we rate this song, Evan, as you know. We rate it on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. Mm-hmm. The more bare naked the song is, the better it is, the more clothes it is wearing the horrors. So... On a scale from bare naked to fully clothed, where does this fall for you? This is me in my car, safe in my, I feel safe in my car. Me in grade nine, my, baby. This is me in my galaxy. Okay. By Melon Song. Great. So we're getting, I'm getting frisky with a with a uh, significant other. Uh-huh. Um, she's down for it. I'm down for it. Wait, is this present day, Evan? Are you cheating on your partner? Is that? This is me. Uh, in grade nine, in baby. grade nine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, although I didn't really, I didn't really get frisky in grade nine. Yeah? Like a, a freshman in, in high got- school? I got... Uh, I had a girl. I got my first girlfriend in grade nine. <laughs> in grade nine, I got my first girlfriend. Oh, so- <laughs> it was like a right. It was like I, I, I came to high school. Yes, and then like. I just felt it just happened. Like it just like girls were, it was suddenly, suddenly girls were interesting. Suddenly girls were interested in me. It was really, oh, really so weird. Suddenly girls were interesting. No girls were interested in me, but oh. I did manage to find my first girlfriend. We would, my, I lived in the basement of my parents' house, uh-huh. which is not as embarrassing when you're in the ninth grade. Yeah, right. Um, and we would make out. It's never embarrassing. You're, you're, it's fine to live in your parents' basement. Yeah. She would come over. Her parents would drop her off. We'd make out and then her parents would pick her up. But that's like all we would do. And then one time, like as we were making out, I opened my eyes and I saw that she was watching the TV <laughs> behind me, which has forever become an emasculating moment in my life. Like, oh, women want to do more than just make out the whole time. I understand now, but yeah. All right. Sorry. Go so, ahead. Yeah. What were you doing? You're making out in a car. You're getting frisky. Yes. Getting frisky. Got it. All right. And uh, so we're getting the clothes off, all this sort of stuff. And then when I pull off, pull off her shirt, I see that her skin is just covered with writing. And I like, I'm like, what the fuck are these tattoos? And I look deeper and it's just a uh, embarrassing moments from my life just <laughs> written out like one after another, one after another. And then like, I like take a step back and then she just starts laughing and laughing and laughing. Jesus. And then the lights come up and that people are all around me and everyone's pointing at me. So like, yeah, I love this song. I love the music. I love what's going on here. Uh-huh. But when I drill a little bit deeper, I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh-huh. Okay. So this song is pretty naked. But again, like a lot, I've rated this a lot of a lot, a lot of songs in this album this way, where it's like it's pretty naked, but I don't want to see it naked. Yeah. Okay, I can see so that. So it monkey pawed me. Yeah, it's just like Stephen Page with his specifics. I got what I wanted. Yep. It's like one of those uh, like Neil Gaiman things where you're having sex and the woman just absorbs you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is this a Neil Gaiman thing that he does? It was like in American Gods, I oh, think. Okay, I never yeah. read American Gods. I should. I hear it's good. It's okay. Okay, cool. I mean, it's be- I-, I liked it better than Nancy Boys, but... 
Um, it's, this... it's formative for fiction. Oh, for yeah, a fiction lot. in uh, general? Well, like genre fiction. A lot of shit came from that. Okay. Like the idea that gods... Well, I mean, the idea that gods are among us is sort of old but but he he sort of brought that present and that's it sort of bridged off sandman okay his sandman his sandman series which is a comic book you yeah, should you should sandman. okay yeah so it bridged off that and he's been kind of like trading on that for the last like 20 years which yeah. is fine has he written anything yeah explicitly wrote, bad though um i didn't like some of the stories in trigger warnings he has um, a book called Trigger Warnings. Yup. That seems a little weird. Yeah. Well, he's one of those uh, he's one of those authors that believes like art shouldn't be constrained Ugh. by people, and I see that point. But again, you don't want to like the purpose of art isn't to hurt people, yeah. right? It's to make people feel stuff, and you don't want to make somebody like relive a past trauma. So again, I feel like I don't know. Strange Horizons does a good job of it, where they will say. I feel like trigger warnings are a good idea. Like right. art, you don't trigger warnings don't constrain art. Sure. It just allows the person to. It's like the same as like fucking rating systems. Like right. if you say like this is rated X, you don't want your four year old to watch it. Right. Like no, yeah, I'm with it's you. Period. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it's really easy to do and it doesn't hurt anyone. So I'm right. definitely in favor of trigger warnings. Right. Okay. Which is what Strange Horizons does. Got it. Okay. All right. All right. Um. Whoa. I am realizing that we're rating the song right now. Yeah. So, uh, in my estimation. Um, this song is, see, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be all that clever because I really liked this song, right? Uh, this is a song where, um, I think the, it's, it's a girl and, oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here here we we go. go. Um, this is a song. I'm fooling around ninth grade with a girl. We are making out. We are undressing. We are touching fingers we are touching hands we are touching ears we are touching ears you are putting your mouth over her entire nose that's i love doing that (laughs) then you just give a big suck get all the snot out of there you're like wait how many teeth do you have (laughs) so we are making out we're undressing each other i get to the bra and i unclasp that sucker in back and i pull it out and eyes instead of nipples over her you know i let you get out your entire thing uh over her 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 uh her naughty bits uh is a piece uh, they're not naughty bits free the nipple uh over her nipples is a black bar that says uh you must pay 9.99 for access to nipples you have to watch six hours of commercials and then i realize that i am in a turn vr your, program turn off your ad block yes you have to turn off your ad block to see nipples uh and and i realize that this is so this is great this is everything i want i'm not actually you know i i uh, this is me in ninth grade in the year uh, 2092. You're right? in a StimSense BTL chip. Exactly, Better than life. Exactly. This is one of my ancestors reliving my past <laughs> memories. You're in Assassin's Creed. Yes, We're trying to train you to be it. a killer. Correct. But uh, and she's so- like, assassinate the Malaysian prime minister. <laughs> so this is. Do you want to see my nipples? This is naked as hell. But I know that some part of it is not real. <laughs> I don't know what that means because it's not a fully naked song. It has right. sensor bars over the nipples. It has sensor bars over the gajimer. It has sensor bars over, over the butt. The butts. Yes, absolutely. Over um, the ankles. And over the, the nostrils. Every pits. And <laughs> the, the part I find the most sensual. Uh, yeah. So so this is a this is a great song. I, I would say it's fully naked, but with uh, ad block uh, installed. Not installed. It has ads everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening for me on this song. So I think overall, I was a fan of it. This is one of my favorite tracks from this album so what? far. I like, the, I like it better than Alcohol. I like it better than Leave. I like it better than Call and Answer. I like it better than... Yeah, 
definitely not the first two. Those first two are fucking bangers. Maybe I'll be that girl or light up my room. Light up my room, definitely. I'll be that girl, maybe not. Okay, that's that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you you don't like it, but... <laughs> you can tell me that, it's fine. I'm surprised. Yeah, uh, I was surprised too, considering how little I remembered from it. But I, I liked I liked, everything I liked bits it. and pieces of it, but as a whole, nah. Yeah, okay, nah. fair enough. Nah. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, Evan. Hey there, buddy. What, what have you been up to? I've been living the dream. Oh, yeah. What's eating your dream? Ice cream. Living the dream, eating ice cream. Trying not to scream. Ooh, give me three more rhymes. <laughs> Coffee and my cream. Can they be slant rhymes? Sure can. I love those. Listerine. <laughs> That's it? There's no line accompanying it? Just the word Listerine? Listerine flavored ice cream. Oh, man. They do. They, they just tried that. They always try alcoholic other things but they never really take off like if you said like alcoholic whipped cream rum raisin ice cream no i'm not not talking about ice creams that have an alcohol flavor but Uh like like things that get you drunk uh yeah oh there's a place in cincinnati it's called like buzzies or something Uh but that's it's like cold stone except they'll put any alcohol in whatever ice cream you want and like integrate them with i don't know liquid nitrogen somehow that just doesn't sound good no and i'm sure it would i eat ice cream not because i want to get get drunk drunk. Yeah. yeah But they, yeah, they also have the, the alcoholic whipped creams. Those are a common thing. That yeah, but see. I, I see them occasionally, and I'm like, no, it, it's never really grabbed me. Yeah, I've tried it on occasion, and it is just like, it tastes like whipped cream that's gone bad. <laughs> it's not a pleasant feeling, yeah. So, I don't know. I want it to be sweet. I want my sweets to be sweet, not bitter. Now, what is alcohol? I guess mostly bitter, right? Yeah, it has a, it has a, yeah, bitter, I guess, would be the closest flavor to it. It has its own sort think. of taste. Yeah, what what taste bud does Bad. Alcohol? Bad, <laughs> the bad bud. That's like, right. yeah, you're not enjoying. You're enjoying the other scent. Like, if I drink like a bourbon or a, a whiskey or a peated, a peated, like a, a peated, peated like a scotch or something. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking for the alcohol flavor. I'm like, ooh, this alcohol tastes really good. It's like the other flavor, Smoky, the other flavors. Earthy. I'm not a huge it's fan so of scotch. I'm just saying, like. When you drink something, you're not looking for the alcohol flavor. You're trying to hide it. Yeah, right? which is blows me away when people have like bourbon straight or whiskey straight or like. Oh, I don't drink them straight. I drink them with ice. Well, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's still just like straight up. Like you're just drinking. But I mean, I'm, I'm a little baby. I'm gonna put that out right. there right now. All alcohol tastes like ass for me unless you. We it's talked a, about this. On yeah, alcohol. it's an acquired taste, right? Sure. So yes. I mean, you have to work at it. Yes. How did we? What happened? <laughs> Listerine flavored ice cream. That's right. Listerine okay. flavored ice cream. Which I think more uh, brands pop an ice cream should get flavored ice cream. Get insane I flavored ice cream. Depot flavored, like lumber flavored <laughs> ice cream. We need. Uh, Blockbuster to get in on the deal. Blockbuster, <laughs> the non-existent company that doesn't... They should get into the ice cream biz. Blockbuster creams. Block buzzer creams. Block the buzzer creams. I love it. Um, one of the last official tweets from the Blockbuster Twitter account is like, tell us 10 reasons, or tell us one reason why you're going to leave Netflix with the hashtag Blockbuster better, and you can win a year free Blockbuster. And like the uh, next tweet is like, we are closing all stores. <laughs> it's real sad. Yeah, that's sort of, I mean, you have to pretend like everything's going okay yeah, until right. the moment it's not. <laughs> that's correct, yeah. The capitalism and like market economy sort of forces you to do that. Like, everything's great, Korea! <laughs> Yay, we're doing so well! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way. <laughs> we are out of business. It's like one of those... One of those videos where like the fascists have taken over and they're like storming the newsroom and like the like the news anchor just like sits down and like okay there's a lot of stuff we aren't telling you and then yeah, you yeah, just like yeah. things start shaking and yeah. they're like you hear gunfire in the background yeah yeah debris falling from the ceiling you need to know <laughs> yeah uh yeah 
Speaking of debris falling from, from the, the ceiling, ceiling and terrorist attacks, Saturday, March 9th is the next It's All Been Done Radio Hour at the Mad Lab Theater. Our, that's, that's us. That's this weekend. That's it, weekend. It's All Been Done Radio Hour is not us, Em. I hate to tell you this, buddy. That's us. That's us. Daniel Kravitz, Daniel chosen Craig one. Kravitz. Daniel Craig Kravitz, chosen one, has returned for a third volume, and now it's time to meet his students. What am I talking about? <laughs> You'll have to come to the Mad Lab Studios to find out. What do they think of Daniel as a teacher? Is the chosen one going to get them all killed? You'll have to attend to find out. <laughs> Listen, I love IABD Radio Network. I need to understand more about this. This gave me no context for understanding anything about what is happening here. So, How many a- bricks can you stack? <laughs> find out again next week. Will the dog be able to eat the television? <laughs> Find out. Come to Mad Lab Theater. You have to name the dog. Oh, will Billy Bonsky? Jeffrey Jarrett's the dog? Be able to eat the television? Find that next week. <laughs> As you know, we've been waiting for months to find this out. Um, well, it's, it's sort of a, it's sort of one of the problems of serialized radio, yes. which I think is their shtick. Sure. Yes. And, uh, so, which is the problem with comic books? Which is the problem with? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the barrier to entry, right? right? Yeah. Wrestling. I feel I want to get into WWE, but the barrier to entry is so. We were watching the Royal Rumble, which at this point will be a long time ago now for mm-hmm. you listeners, with uh, a friend who's super into wrestling. And at one point, uh, one of the car- one of the people was hiding under the ring, and then right next to them, a leprechaun popped out from under the ring hornswoggle okay yes well it's not necessarily so i'm not i don't know anything about wrestling i just like i really like little people okay so but and then the whole basement i follow hornswoggle and i follow warwick davis and peter dinklage the whole the whole basement went nuts and and tim our friend who watches wrestling is like Oh yeah, that's Hornswoggle. He's a leprechaun who lives in the little people dimension that's under the ring, and sometimes they bring people there to put them to trial. And we were all like, this is unreal. There's such a... So anyway, Daniel Craig, the chosen one, lives under the ring. And- Wrestling has always been described to me as like a soap opera, yes. but, but geared towards men. Yeah, it's a men's soap opera. Yep. And again, again, I mean, I'm not saying women can't like it, obviously. Just like no, oh yeah, soap there's operas, plenty but- of women wrestling Yeah, fans. exactly. And uh, I don't know, it's just, a, it's a bizarre interesting it's something i've also always wanted to kind of get into yeah. but never had the time yes because you got to like devote two hours a week to like keep up it's on everything yeah. yeah you, you have to di- get the wwe channel you gotta dig in yeah you gotta yeah, real yeah. dig in for sure but once a year i will watch the royal rumble because i love seeing men throw each other over ropes <laughs> and that's all it you don't have to know anything it's just they come out one after the other after the other in a quick sequence and leprechauns are under the ring <laughs> and doink the clown is there and an egg hatches and it's just a joy um, yeah. Well, so how are you gonna rate this song? 100%. Bye. <laughs> Welcome back to It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the episode where we spin that big wheel. Oh, here it go. I love that wheel noise. Jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle. What horrors are going to be put to us today? If I had a million God dollars. <laughs> How well this is interesting because I don't think the Buy narrator a car. of this song would invest it, which is the easy answer because right. he's a high schooler. School this yeah. is a real blank check scenario, right? <laughs> so you give a high schooler a million. He would Frankie mean as it. He would buy a really nice car and then wreck the car and then have severe brain damage. <laughs> I forgot that Frankie Muniz can't remember his time on Malcolm. Yeah, it's terrible, which is horrifying to me. Um, so you think he would buy a car? 
It, even though the song is called In the Car, I don't think he's too worried about the car. The car is simply a... Oof. The car is simply a vehicle to get him mm, to, to get a hotel room, make out room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But I don't think he would. I don't know. Can, can teenagers get hotel rooms? I've never tried. No. I feel like you have to be like 18. I think it's be 23 oh, or okay. something. Like it's the same as car rental, mm-hmm. I think, which is not 21. Like I've never been carded at a hotel room, but I've never tried to rent a, a hotel room while I was when I was really young. Yeah, me either i don't think no no me either um and i went to a lot of conventions but yeah i think i was always with a parent when i was young uh in any case um so yeah i don't think he can get a hotel room i don't think unless maybe he buys like a big ass uh like a van and he just like uh he 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 tricks out the back with like a shag carpeting mm-hmm. and like a real 70s van right puts a bed back there and you know what i mean disco ball yeah, disco ball music player he's got speakers 5.1 channel Gotta stereo sound demon happy the demon inside his pants no the demon in the van like you why would you make a van like that if you weren't gonna like put something in like something terrifying inside of it what like a holiday demon you, you you can only control it because you have a birthday on December twenty sixth and it, you have bound you can't go more than twenty steps from the van or the demon gets out and kills you. But you're the only thing keeping it from getting out and killing everyone. Evan, <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, it's a part of an anthology horror movie. Jesus Christ! Okay, thank you. <laughs> I thought this was your childhood. I thought you spent most of my childhood protecting the world from demons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, your brother convinced you that demons lived in vans. You probably convinced your brother of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because he's dumb. He's That's not, not true. He's, not he's dumb. very smart. He's very smart, but <laughs> um, and not credible either. He's not credulous. Credible? He's not credulous either. Uh, I see. Like he's sort of incredulous. So sure, it'd be, it'd be hard to convince my brother of things i see okay i'm sorry where the fuck are we going oh a million dollars he would uh airbrush on the outside of the van uh what is a kid a dragon is for old D players a naked lady is for creeps in their 20s and 30s bunch of literary references literary reference oh because he's, he's a, a reader book boy. yeah for sure sure he's got holden caulfield on the side of that car he's got jay gadsby on the side of that car every book you read in high school huckleberry finn <laughs> on the side of beowulf that he's got julius caesar <laughs> yeah i think uh julius caesar did you read like the gallic wars like what did you <laughs> the play oh, okay. you're for i'm just thinking of things i was forced to read in high school yeah uh, i mean all the all the white dudes you were forced to read yes he's got shirley jackson's the lottery <laughs> yes exactly um yeah so it's on the side of the van is julius caesar being stoned by holden caulfield <laughs> that's jay gatsby yeah and jay gatsby the eyes of uh, oh and then uh, like a uh, mice and men like lenny is yes. uh, holding huckleberry finn's face underwater <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh that's so good um yeah what other I'm mark twain to... standing behind him with a pistol pointed to his head <laughs> yep oh so it's three levels of, of mice yeah. and men i like that okay um yeah that's good i like that okay. because he's a i feel like stephen page would try to have appeal to a specific type of partner uh-huh like girls that were not only that he was interested in physically but also mentally yeah i mean this girl is pretty brainy she reads yeah. books with him and yeah uh yeah i would agree with that i think um peel out he wants to go solve mysteries oh do you think it's a mystery machine for him but okay here's the thing a van like that is not going to cost a million dollars it's gonna cost like fifty thousand dollars right so then what if you're tricking it out probably close to a hundred okay a hundred thousand so he's still got nine hundred (laughs) thousand dollars left what else does this guy buy 
I'm trying to think if when I was in high school, yeah. well, I would have bought every video game. Con- I mean, it, it depends on what else his interests are. So he likes records and books. Mm-hmm. So maybe he creates a grand library. Well, he would go around. Uh, it would be like one of those things where he takes a year off after high school and just right. drives around and like follows bands that he likes. Oh, like, goes to concerts yeah. And goes and see, goes and experience the world. Like he takes head. this, he pays to have the van shipped across to Europe. Yeah. Drives it around all yeah, over yeah, Europe. Yeah, yeah. You, have to, and you have to like modify the vehicle too. Cause I know that there's a bunch of different like safety standards and things in Europe. That, oh really? Yeah. So you can't just, you can't just cross over the pond I to see. uh and take a car because i know that yeah there's just a button that frustrates car people but you can bring european cars here can't you you see people with like right you can Aston you, you can you can bring them here but they have to be engineered differently oh interesting yeah huh okay uh yeah i like that he becomes uh whatever whatever band deadhead that or he, the uh, clash or oh the clash <laughs> Falls yes. the clash around. oh well Wait, what year is this? The Clash are dead now, broken up. I don't know anything about the Clash. <laughs> so the it's like so like London Calling was like eighty, and then like Sandinista was like in like the early eighties, I think. Okay. So I mean, he's probably in if he's graduating from high school. Like, I mean, this came out in ninety eight. Yeah, but he's oh, he's talking about the past, yes, right? You're right. Like so Stephen we'll Stephen Page ago. wasn't sixteen when this album came 15 out. Fifteen years ago. So, so Stephen Page was born in nineteen seventy. So okay. he'd be like yeah 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 yeah. So eighty eight. So he'd be like in his. It's would be like mid to late 80s. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, that so, makes sense. So, I mean, I guess he could find the Clash then. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah, it's... He would but pay it's... for the Clash to get back together. Yes. Yeah, a million dollars. But it's real shitty, like, the Clash at their ending. Like, they've replaced their lead singer and, like, yeah, the band is mostly broken up. And mm-hmm. so he gets to see, like... The shittiest version of something he wants. Yes. Freezer burnt ice cream. The first three sides of uh, Sandinista. Yeah, his whole life is, like... He gets a little bit of what he was. Yeah. Which I mean, is he great. wanted $10 million, but he right. had to settle he for a million. million. You know what? Not going to complain. Uh, it's yeah. like a very a very gentle monkey's paw. Yeah, it is. I like that. You get a tenth it's of like, what you want. I wish for a house. Oh, I didn't want brick exterior. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, is it is it cold in here? Does it just seem like it's cold in here to you? I can never get the temperature right. <laughs> I want a van. Oh, I have to replace the window. Oh, man. Not an Astro van. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he's a gentle monkey's paw. I like this. I like this narrator. Honestly, in the in the long line of, of yeah, being on narrators, I feel like he's a gentle guy. Yeah, he doesn't come off He doesn't come off as a bad person. No, he's not shitty. This is not a shitty boy. This is not a Steve Page shitty boyfriend song. Yeah, but this is the kind of guy who goes back on Facebook and, like, friends his high school girlfriend so that he can, like, look at her pictures. Yeah, that might be true. Like, yeah. Because he's, is he nostalgic or creepy? Nostalgic. I don't think he's. Creepy. I think he wa- he toes that line. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Because he's like, so. I wa- this song. Maybe it's a secret, or maybe she'll hear it and be like, yeah. Yeah, the part about the fourth wall breaking is kind of creepy. We touched butts. Yeah, we touched ears. That's what we did. <laughs> okay, very good. Okay, now we are going to uh, take some uh, questions from oh. our friends, from our fans, from our buddies, from our booties. Uh, you from can, our babies. We, you can email us. We are. At nope, we are it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We need them questions. Here we have a question from our friend named Dan. Dan, here's what he said Um, what 
song. Oh, sorry. Here's the whole email. I'm a little behind and I'm listening to your one week episode today, but I'm looking forward to light up my room next week. We've gotten this question a while ago. Obviously we record in advance. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck up my favorite song, even though it's probably already been recorded. Some questions for y'all to ponder when you run out of them. Sorry, Dan. I hope we didn't fuck up. I think we probably did. Uh, he sent us a couple questions. I want to answer number one. Number one, what song or songs would you retitle? And you can't take the Ballad of Venganzo. That one's mine <laughs> that I stole from your ideas. <laughs> so what song or songs uh. would we retitle from Bernicke Lady's storied history? Um, I think this is a fantastic well, question. I mean, I'd retitle One Week, Nine Days. <laughs> yes, that's that's pretty clear, yeah. But you're retitling it for yourself. It's not catchier that way. Oh. You just think... I call, I, I I call it Fun Week. Who's, the, <laughs> who's this for, I guess? I guess fun it's, Week? It's for, it's for you, right? Yeah. It's for Dan. Oh, it's for Dan. So we're retitling him in Dan's honor. Um, okay, I like that. Um, I would rename Leave the song that you won't be able to remember when you look back at stunt years from now. I would name it Leave Dan. Uh, be a- <laughs> I'll be that Dan. I'll Light up my Dan. Dan. <laughs> I like that. Hello, uh, Dan. Hello, Dan. <laughs> what a great song that was. What would a good be. Dan. What a smart Dan. Oh, I'll tell what you what Dan. I would retitle. What? I would retitle Straw Hat and Old Dirty Hank as Straw Hat and Dirty Old Hank because fuck that. They got fuck, it wrong. Fuck their reference to the poem. Yes. It's wrong and it feels wrong. So you would make the song stupider. Yeah. <laughs> I think that if I'm doing it for me, I would make all the songs stupider. I name it. Stay away from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you be as on the nose with Brian Wilson? I would call it uh, Crying Wilson and make it about a blues singer. <laughs> no, we're not changing the song. We're changing the title. So I, I don't know enough about Brian Wilson to like dig deep into like. But I'm not saying a it has reference to be a I, reference to him. It could be like uh, Sandbox of My Dreams <laughs> or like. Um, I feel like Brian Wilson's a pretty good song. You shouldn't touch. Even the title, it's not too. Uh, I would rename it. I would rename it Yoko Ono, and then I would rename Be My Yoko Ono, Be My Brian Wilson. <laughs> Just for the sake of fucking people up. Um, well, that's like a 2D6 thing, right? You, yeah. name, you No one can know what song is anything. Yeah, I hate that. But yeah, you're 100% right. Um, 2D6 is Saker's rap band. That's my ra- hey, We're not at plugs yet. I would rename What a Good Boy as uh, What a... F- we got these chains. Uh, I would call it What Child Is This? <laughs> See, this is the que- this is what you were talking about earlier in the episode, where people ask us questions where we actually need to think. <laughs> we like just sit here dropping ball after ball. <laughs> well, here's the deal: this really is a question where we'd have to do a little bit of like research beforehand. And so, since we don't, we're just riffing, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, these apples, I think, is too on the nose. Um, I would call that one um, crunch. <laughs> Crunch, crunch, sweet, sweet. You just drop Now it. you know I got to eat. <laughs> you just drop the yeah, ball. I don't know. I think their titles are pretty good. Except I do feel like I'm not a fan of On the Nose titles. So like The Old Apartment. Maybe you could call it like um, Somewhere in My Memories. <laughs> That's I mean, John Williams' score I mean, from gonna, Home Alone. If you're gonna... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I mean, you could like just repurpose lines from the song, which is I'm I'm so bad at titles when I'm I writing. Know. I just have I just have such a, the, running the hardest thing is naming my stories. It's just the hardest fucking thing. But like repurposing lines always works well. So you could call it like broken glass, broken hungry, yeah, or something like that. Oh, would be I a, like that. Would be a good way to sort of just repurpose a yeah. a very good line from the song. Just take the best line from the song, 
rename it that. So if we were renaming car, 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 what would the rename, what would we rename this one? Uh, This one. This would be freezer burned ice cream for you. Uh, I don't know that that's true. Hold on. Let me see real quick. I slept with her mom. <laughs> I slept with, I would call this song a book and record love. That's a good. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not. It's good because you have to be. It has to reference the song, but it can't be too close on the nose. Exactly. For a book and record love. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me. I'm gonna pull up another random one here. Okay. Uh, stomach versus heart. Uh, uh. I. <laughs> I would call gratification equals constipation. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Their songs are. And that one you can't even come up with an alternate title for. I would call it Goobly Gock the Stink Man. <laughs> like what are these songs about? Like Summer Grace's Heart has no real has no real meaning, right? Of course it has no real meaning and we talked about it for an hour and a half. Yes. But then some of them they're really good at. Like Call Me Calmly is a great title. It yeah. could have been called like The Stripper Song, <laughs> Whisper by the Ying Yang <laughs> Twins. But no, they went with Call Me Calmly, which is a great Whisper by the Ying Yang Twins. Is it that, is that the a whisper real... song? Little mama, let me show you what you can work with. I don't... <laughs> okay. No. I'm going to drop in a little sample from Whisper right here. Oh, great. But yeah, sometimes they do a good job. Sometimes sometimes they're right. I, I do believe Just the Toy should be called The Ballad of Vengonzo. Thank you, Dan. That is the correct answer to that. Uh, but for the most part, you know what? They're all right. They are naming them so that people can find them in the future. They're naming them with the chorus. They are naming them in the most understandable way possible, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, that's not a... Well, here's something about the BNL. BNL, their choruses, a lot of time, are just sounds. Especially songs that are written about. Oh, can you imagine if It's All Been Done was called A Woo Hoo Hoo? That would be a great title for that song. I would rename It's All Been Done. Chickeny it's China. All Been Done, colon, A Bare Naked Ladies, Ladies. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> can we do that? I don't think, I think we could. Okay, let's do it. Can you call, can you get Ed on the line? All right. Bring, bring. Hello. Uh, hi, Ed. This yeah. is uh, Evan. Do you remember, do you remember me? Yeah, you're the guy who runs, uh, you were at the concert in Columbus. I, I'm sorry, I didn't... I made eye contact with you at the concert in Columbus. Oh, yeah, you pointed right at me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you made that, like, eye contact, then you made, like, the slitting throat mm-hmm. motion. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. That was me. That was I've me. Got, I got your letters, too, the ones that are, oh, like, like stop... With the seeds in them? The seeds and, like, the pictures of my kid at the playground, yes. and you're like, stop now, stop now, stop now. Perfect. Uh, I don't know what you want me to stop, mm-hmm. but um, I've stopped going to the bathroom. Yeah, I've it. stopped eating. No, it was the bathroom one. Okay. <laughs> it was okay. exactly what I wanted. Because the bathroom's your place. That's where you do your sessions. That's correct. Okay. So, hey, um, I would talk with my buddy Saker. You remember Saker, too. Yeah, he had that real bad accident. Doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Well, you probably don't remember him because he had a really bad accident. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got hit by a tour bus. Wow. I mean, it was your tour bus, so I'm, I'm really curious as to why... You don't remember that having happened. Doesn't ring a bell. Sorry. Okay. Well, you maybe maybe tells you... me it doesn't ring a bell. Okay. 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 I get it now. Um, so we were thinking, mm-hmm. he and I, uh-huh. of uh, renaming your hit song one week, or it's all been done. My apologies. It's You're all been done. Renaming one week to it's all been done. Yeah. And then what we're going to call it's all been <laughs> done. We're going to call it's all been done. Uh, it's all been done. Colon. A Bare Naked Ladies podcast. So the first two songs on Stunt are now It's All Been Done and It's All Been Done on <laughs> A Bare Naked Ladies podcast. That is correct. Um, you know, a lot of songs, a lot of bands are really getting on this bandwagon where, I mean, it's, it's li- a, a, a literal, 
Thank you for preempting my joke. But, you're welcome. Yep. I can always trust you to do that, Ed. Thanks a lot. You got it. Uh, that's why you're my favorite. Uh, so... <laughs> are you you're thinking a concept album for your next piano yeah I mean, we're gonna do sort of a uh, like 20s barbershop uh, is that why you're doing is that why you're doing the high-pitched uh, voice yes i can see you're growing your mustache out we're, we're facetiming you can see me. oh god i didn't mean to facetime you can yeah. see the side of my mustache this whole time yeah, yeah you need to put a you need to put a like a little piece of tape over that on my uh, iphone oh i thought you were doing with your with your uh, laptop that's ridiculous you I called mean, me you didn't call my laptop i did call your laptop whoops I'm on my laptop. I'm so anyway, here. so so we're good. Uh, we're good. Uh, renaming those yep, two. You okay. got it. Okay. Thanks, Ed. Bye. Um, good talking to you. Bye. Okay. Ev, I'm sorry I didn't pitch it. I was just too scared. Well, <laughs> we were in the presence of greatness. That's okay. I I'm less enamored of them than you are. I yes. mean, I like them a lot, but I don't think I would be uh, overawed. In fact, I wasn't. Was I? No. You talk to him. I feel like you two talk a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We do talk a lot. Okay. I mean, after that episode with Kayla Greet, uh, she introduced me to Ed. We uh-huh. do our little chat chats. Uh-huh. We trade amiibos. Oh my god, that's bizarre. <laughs> I didn't know you even collected. I don't. Okay. Don't. He's like, I can't get this one in Canada. Can I trade you uh, a boy and his blob amiibo for like a I don't fucking know, uh, like a Dragon Ball Z pull, amiibo? Pull something good. There you go. You got Dragon it. Ball Z amiibo. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll fucking buy it. Dragon Ball Z bows. Okay. From Dragon Ball Z bows. So I'll do that. And like, he's really into pinball. So I, and I collect, as you well know, I collect pinballs. Right. Just like the little <laughs> just silver, silver balls. balls. Yeah. Like ball bearings. So I, I run a I, my, I run a machine shop where uh-huh. I can make them any size. Great. One of my favorite things to do is to put a pinball into a machine that is not the right size for the machine. So it's just like, clang, clang, clang. (laughs) It breaks all the shit in the machine. I take the glass off and I just throw (laughs) pinballs at it. And Ed hates it when I do that. So I'm holding them hostage. That's why he won't touch me. I'm okay. untouchable, basically. Yeah. Wow. You're at the lowest cast. That's I like to. I like to take a, I made a pinball like the size of a wrecking ball. Whoa. And I just drop it on a machine. Machine after machine. <laughs> wow. Do you consider it a win or a loss for you? Always a win. Okay. Always a win. High score. No one's ever going to. High score is one on every machine. All right. Now we are here at the end of the show. What are we even talking about? <laughs> You called Ev. You dropped a pinball on his machine. Okay. Okay. Um, Ev, you did a great job this week. I'm really proud of you. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks, buddy. What are you proud of me for? I'm proud of you for getting off that horse. Thank you. It was hard. I had to step down carefully. You know, people always say get back on that horse. If, after that it throws horse. you, yeah. Like, if you don't like it, if you don't like riding, you don't need to get back on that horse. Sometimes things just aren't fun to do. That's true. That's also true. Yeah, mom, I don't want to practice piano anymore. <laughs> I don't like piano. This is your way of telling your mom that you don't want to practice. I've stopped. Piano. Actually, I love playing piano, so I've, I'm still I playing piano. You do. Ah, oh, and I love listening to you play piano, and that's why I'm proud of you. You're such a good piano player. Thank you. You're welcome. Ev, what do you got to plug this week? Your piano playing? No. Are you recording an album? No. That's just the uh, Maxi and Siren version <laughs> of Where's My Mind? I over can and play over. other songs. That's the only and the Candyman theme. Okay. <laughs> Those are the two that I hear you play. Yeah, I am definitely not a musician. I can play piano, but that's about it. You're great when you play those songs. No, I'm not. Is it like another language where you've memorized like yep. uh, phonetically? Basically, <laughs> you yeah. know I learned, you I learned key number seven, two, four, two. <laughs> yes. I know enough to play by rote. Like I can't, I'm not, I'm not extemporizing and I don't <laughs> understand key signatures and things like that. Er, which is why this podcast is so bad. Yep. <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> we just don't understand music. Yeah. Yeah. Well. That great. So what did you plug again? Fuck off. Okay. Well, I'm Saker. Hi, Evan. And we'll see you again in one week. One week? One week. Okay.